What are you seeking last week? What is your heart seeking? What are you after? Let me tell you something. If you are after riches, you may very well find them. But they will be fleeting. And they will only last until that last dollar is gone and then you need another dollar. You know, there's millionaires that aren't doing so well today because they are so afraid of losing their money. I'm not really concerned about losing my money. Nobody can steal it because I'll give it to you if you need it. Amen. And this is what I say. Anytime that the enemy tries to take some from you, I say, you know what, I'm going to sow it. Because I know the principle. If I sow it, I have a right to reap. When you see somebody sitting in a restaurant that you'd really like to see come to Christ, buy them dinner. Why? If I have sowed into your life, I have a legal right to reap in your life. So be sneaky about it. I don't have to walk up to them and give them a three-point sermon. I just say, hey, God bless you. I'm paying for your meal today. And if they receive it, <laughs> I got them. <laughs> but what I want to talk to you about today is something that I sometimes we, I think we forget. The goodness of God. Do you know in the middle of your battles, in the middle of your struggles, in the middle of the things that you're going through, sometimes we forget how good God really is? We forget. I forget. I get in the middle of battle, I'm like, oh, God, where are you? I'm sick of this. And, I, you know, I know that that's not all holy and righteous, but I'm just being honest about how I talk to God sometimes. I get upset, and I'm like, you know, and you think about that. You're going to question God. What are you doing, God? Do you know who I am? Yeah, he knows who you are. And then there's a lot of times, because he knows who I am, he's saying, hey, my son. The goodness of God. I want to start in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Listen, the present things that we are going through right now is nothing compared to the glory of God. It is nothing compared to his goodness. Listen to me. He said he would be fit. What he began, he is faithful to complete. All right? Let me ask you a question. When things get off track, who gets off track? I don't think Christ gets off track. I think we kind of get off track. But you know what? He even then doesn't hold it against us. He just says, I'm right here. Just turn around and let's get back on track. And you say, whoo. All right. No condemnation in Christ. I'm going to get back on track and I'm going to get on this horse and I'm going to ride. Okay, we sometimes forget how good he is. In the middle of your battle, when you're crying, oh God, where are you? He said, here I am. Oh God, where are you? Here I am. I'm talking to you. I'm right here. I can't hear you. I can't see you. I can't feel you. Probably because your flesh is in the way. Ooh, that one hurt. That one hurt me. Because I don't know about you, but I do much better. I just let me just let me just be real and confess some things to you. Some people may say I'm strong-willed. Some me people call it stubbornness. <laughs> All right. What is it? But here's what the thing: when the problem comes, I'm like, figure out this problem. I got to figure out this problem. I'm going to figure out this. Problem. I'm going to do this, I'm going to, and then when I'm going to, look what I've done. Instead of saying, I can't do this, 
I, finally, what happens is I wear myself out. Physically, I wear myself out. Spiritually, I wear myself out. Then finally, I get to a place where I can't do this, God. And he said, no kidding. And finally, when I get to that place where I say, you know what? I'm just going to do it your way. Wow, the peace comes. The joy comes back. And I understand and realize the goodness of God. And we're gonna, when, I'm going to preach short today because God is doing some things right in our midst and we're not recognizing it. And I want to hear some testimonies of what God is doing. Well, you know, back in 1943, God did... What did God do today? Let me give you a testimony. It's not mine, but I met with, we went and saw Lyle Stahl this week earlier. And he, and listen, that dude's a walking miracle. He's 70 some years old. He's had his second quadruple bypass that wasn't supposed to be able to be done, but they did tests and they had, I don't know, understand all this, but there were sites, target points in his heart. And he had all the right target points they could, points they could do it. Well, they got in there and found out that what had happened is he had two clogged 100%, two clogged 80%, okay? But here's what happened. One of the target points, there was a vessel that was growing toward the target point that wasn't supposed to be there. They could just say, hey, that vessel's already there, so they just looped that vessel right to the target point. God was preparing him for what needed to be done. That is a miracle. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say about it. But when, when veins are growing in your heart and arteries, they're not supposed to be there in the editor didn't know about, I, you know, you, well, it's a coincidence. Well, I'm not sure. It was a, it was a birth defect. No, it's God. But you can deny it if you want to. I'm going to receive it. The goodness of God, even in, I'll get to you, even in our trials, even in our trials, in our tribulation. I remember going through this thing with my eye. Even in the middle of it, in the middle of my pain, and I, you know, it would be one of those things where this thing was volatile and it would swell, and I'd, I'd start throwing up, and they'd have to take me to the hospital and put me on pain meds. Even in the middle of that, do you know how to understand the goodness of God? Start being thankful. Even in the middle of that, I was so thankful that there was nurses that knew what to do. I was so thankful that there was medication that could get me out of pain. The whole time believing God for healing, but so thankful that there was help. And we need to understand the goodness of God. No matter where you're at, He is good. Even in our struggles, He is good. Yeah, and I'll get to you, Whitney, because I know you want to add a little bit to that. We'll get to that in just a minute. See, the Holy Spirit will work with us in our weaknesses. And He'll work all things out for His purpose and glory of God. And it isn't always easy. And here's the thing. Somehow we've got to get our purpose in line with his purpose. He's not going to line up his purpose with your purpose. Let me say that again. Okay? Now, I understand. God wants to give you the desires of your heart. But if my desire is a selfish desire, if my desire is an underhanded desire, I desire to be rich for, for maybe not a godly reason. I don't know if that's his purpose. Okay? I'm not saying anything wrong with being rich. And I'm not saying anything wrong with if you've got money, buy your boat, go on vacation, do what you want to do. God wants to give you 
the, the, you know, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. But your heart's got to be right. You know, and I'm always asking God, listen, God, get my heart right. Because I'm going to tell you, if God dropped a billion dollars on me, there isn't a person in here that would have a mortgage payment. And you'd all have driving nice cars. And I'm saying, God, my heart's right. Try me. Just try me. <laughs> Test me in this, God. <laughs> but look at what it says in Psalms. It says, I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and, and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. If you are meditating on those things, it's pretty tough to have a bummer day. His goodness. I'm meditating on all the good things. All the, has God ever done anything good in your life? Amen. Meditate on that. Why do we meditate on the ten things or the two things that we don't think that we, we think we should have that we don't have instead of the hundred things that God's already blessed us with? Do you know, and I've got to do this. I'll bring this some, sometime. I think it's, I'll YouTube it. It's, it's called the Little Earth or Miniature Earth, I think it's called. I think it's called Miniature Earth. And it breaks down the entire planet to 100 people. If there was 100 people that lived on the planet, it breaks it down by percentages. If you live in a house with a roof over your head and it's got a floor, you are more wealthy than 98% of the population of the planet. And we need to have some thankfulness. Because when you are thankful, it is pretty hard to say, I'm not getting my share. I know it's only the children that do that, right? Well, we're his children, and I've stomped my foot a time or two. Most of the time I get spanked and sent to bed without supper. <laughs> Men shall speak, in verse 6, of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. In Psalms 34, 8, O oh, taste and see, the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Want to be blessed? Trust in Him. There's no other way around this, folks. You're going to have to trust in Him. I am pretty trusting in me. Because, you know, I can do a lot of things. I have some abilities in some areas, and I can do some things. But you know when things really go well is when I trust in Him, no matter what it looks like no matter what it sounds like, no matter what other people say, heaven forbid. I'll tell you what, if you're ever going through anything, be very careful who you share it with. You want people to carry your burdens, but what you don't need is, hey, you know what, I'm going in and the doctors, you know, I've got this little pain in my side. Oh, it's the consumption. <laughs> Great granny had it, it killed her. You're going to die. Thank you very much for your faith. Don't need to hear that. You know, no, you know, it's a little bit of indigestion is what it really is. You know, but no, people will confess things over your life you don't need to hear. Listen, trust in God. I don't trust even in man's word, but I do trust in the word of God. And anybody that owns, 
owns a business and knows that man's word's about useless today. Even if they shake your hand. Oh, yeah, it's a deal. Yeah, yeah. you better have a fancy lawyer. You better have every I crossed and every I dotted and T crossed because, you know, because here's what I find. When it comes to a dollar, whoo, money's not evil, but the love of it is. Anyway, that was free. Now, in Nahum, chapter 1 and verse 7, it says this, The Lord is good. Now, listen to this. A stronghold in the day of trouble. Anybody had a day of trouble or two? Oh, everybody. Okay, I'm not alone. <laughs> Praise God. Not alone. And he knows those who trust him. Now, what was happening is Judah was under control of the Assyrians, and the Lord was going to deal with the Assyrians. And he said, he told them, listen, um, I am a stronghold in the day of trouble. That word stronghold is a place of safety. But that means we're going to have to trust in him and run to his place of safety, not decide we're going to make our own place of safety. Because here's how I make my own place of safety. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bury you in the dirt to make sure that I put you down so that I feel safe. And if I can keep you, everybody, at arm's length, and, and you know, I'm going to get you before you get me. Do you know that people have strongholds in their life? But it's not a place of refuge. It's not a place of refuge. If there's something in your life that's a stronghold that is absolutely, the enemy keeps tearing you down. We pray against strongholds in people's lives. Covenant, there's all kinds of strongholds that we have. But that's not the stronghold we're talking about. This kind of stronghold, this place of peace, this refuge should be a place of safety and peace. And if there's no peace there, you better ask yourself what stronghold you're dealing with. Talking to somebody today, even if it's just me. In Psalms 31, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. Now that fear isn't, I'm scared, although if you have a half a brain, you ought to be a little bit scared because he can go boop. But we're talking about, we're talking about reverence and awe. I'm so in awe of you, God. And I'll tell you why. I, I don't have this. I, I mean, there's, there's some of that trepidation there, but it's because he's a good God. Because he wants good things for you. All you got to do is get with his program. What we love is we want to do our own program. And when you do your own program, he still loves you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. But he's going to wait for you to come back to where you're supposed to be. It says in verse 20, you shall hide them in the secret place of the presence from. Now listen to this. I'm going to read, let me back up and read this. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of sons of men. You shall hide them in a secret place of your presence from the plots of man. In his place, that place of refuge, he'll, he'll, he'll hide you from plots of man and shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Woo! Put you in a place where this yapping tongue-wagging people don't 
bother you. Now, listen, I stand before 200 to 250 people every week, and I'd love to think that everybody just loves me and doesn't talk bad about me at all, but I know that's not the truth. But you know what? God has put me in a place where I'm protected. And my question is, is why do I concern myself with the three tongue waggers when I've got 247 that say, hey, we're with you, we love you, we're behind you? Always the enemy wants to take you to the place of where I'm bringing you down and build a stronghold. And guess what happens with that? When you start focusing on that, then fear comes. Then, boy, if I say this, somebody's going to get upset and then they're going to talk bad about me. I would much rather have someone out here talking bad about me than Christ saying, you did not obey me. And guess what? I'm not the only one. Every single one of you in here have to do the exact same thing. You've got to obey God too. You've got to walk out your own salvation. Exactly right. Follow Christ. Psalms 84.11, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, that word uprightly doesn't mean perfectly. I, you know, there's none of us perfect. I like to think, oh, I'm, you know, I got it all together. I don't have it anywhere close to being all together. I, there's some things I've overcome, and there's some things I got a long way to go. But uprightly is, is basic, and we're talking about walking uprightly. I am doing all I can to walk and obey and, and be all I can be for God. And do I fail? Yep. And then I say, forgive me, Lord. Help me. Strengthen me. Encourage me. Guide me. He knows you even in your weakness. And he'll make you strong if we'll let him. And God even proves his goodness in Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, he died. Us. I have not. Now, I, I'd like to believe this, but I've never had anybody walk up to me just, you know, off the street and say, hey, I'll take a bullet for you today. <laughs> now, there might be some people in here that, you know, of course, you know, security people, that's their job. No. <laughs> no. Do you know there has to be a will behind that? He willingly gave his life. Can you understand the goodness of that? Can you understand when the enemy comes to try to steal, kill, and destroy in this, and there's nothing new under the sun, that's what he's still trying to do in your life, kill, steal, and destroy. Christ said, I came to give you a life and more abundant life, and that doesn't mean I'm wealthy. But what is wealth? It's more than just finances. There's peace and there's joy in the midst of all the chaos. You can still have peace and joy. Let me tell you what, that is abundant life. Because people can't find that today. Do you know that literally, and this is, I'm not exaggerating, literally people in the world today are losing their minds because of the pressure and the stress and the world is all turned upside down. And you can't even turn on the news because I hate them and they hate them and I hate you and you hate me. And yeah, I don't care about any of that. What is Christ doing? Christ said, God is good. We serve a good God. What's good things for his children? We need to get a hold of that. Sometimes we think, you know, we, got, we serve this mean old God, you know? I hate the insurance company. Tree fell on your red car. It was an act of God. God wasn't after your red car. He didn't say, I am going to smite that car because it's red. God does not like trucks, so therefore your truck shall blow up. 
act of God. Oh, phooey. God's a good God, man. And what the enemy tries to steal, God will restore. You know, listen, again, let's keep it in perspective. Sometimes we have to wait. I've believed God for years and years and years for a truck so I could feel like a man. Amen, brother. But I, but I had to humble myself. And I had to drive my daughter's little Ford Fiesta. Huh? And then before that, when I, where we lived in Sandusky, Michigan, I worked construction. And I had, anybody remember, what was the name of this car? A Geo Metro? Little three-cylinder thing. Looked like a pregnant roller skate. Yeah, and it was Smurf Blue. And here I come to the construction site. Ford, Dodge, Chevy, Geo. <laughs> and all through that time I said, God, you're a good God. I don't feel like a man, but you're a good God. Beep, beep. <laughs> That's right. And then we had a, we had a situation where our three cylinders was only running on two. It was like the Flintstone mobile. Big roller skate. But all through that, the goodness of God, and I believe God, oh God, but you know, I humbled myself and said, God, thank you for your provision. I was driving back and forth to Brimley on about $20 a week. Yeah. 20 bucks a week every single day. And I'm like, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I can take a truck if you got one for me, you know. But the goodness of God, even when I was driving that little blue car, brrr, beep, beep, brrr, beep, beep, you know. Carol, a beautiful truck that I coveted. I got to admit it. My brother back here, he got this great big man working bulldog truck. Brrr, beep, beep. I love you, God. You're good. A day, yeah, yeah, yeah. So be, I was so thankful, but guess what? Why could I say God was good? Because I was thankful for where I was and what I was doing and what I had, I was thankful. And, and God has blessed me. I mean, I feel like exactly what you said I feel. I'm not saying it in church, but I'm exactly, I felt like a real man. I got a text from my brother, you know, we were pulling out here. Said, said, look at you. With your woman on your side and your bright, shiny truck, you are a real man. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I will stay humble, God, because I like this truck. But his goodness, he is good. And if you look back over your life, if you look and see all the things that God has brought you through time after time after time, why? i got to ask you a question, because this was, I had a conversation with, Scott Strait, he's a sheriff in Mackinac County this morning. God's been opening some doors for him. He didn't know what to do, and he's just waiting on God. And God opened the door and showed him clearly, and he was like, wow. And I asked him, I said, you know, why is it that we are so shocked when God moves? It's like, oh, I've been believing this. And, and it happened. Wow, I can't believe it happened. Excuse me, that's an oxymoron. I was believing for it, but I can't believe it. When it happens, why do we have this expectation of the other shoe's going to fall and it's going to be a disaster? Yeah. No, 
God is good. We serve a good God. And He does want good things for us. He wants the best things for us. We just need to continue to focus on Him. On Him. And so guess what? In John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said. Do you remember what God's brought you through? He's not done. He's not going to leave you there. He's not going to leave you there. He's going to finish you. Sometimes that can be painful. <laughs> and again, Philippians 1.6, and I'm going to close with this because there's a couple of things I want to do. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will complete what he started. Here's the question. Will you let him? Some of you are saying, and I heard people make this statement. No, nobody here. I've gone as far as I'm going with Christ. I'm good enough. You're, well, you've already started your, your downhill slide. He's going to finish it and understand he's a good God. Why is it that we think that God is this mean, hateful God that doesn't want us to have anything good, we're never supposed to have any pleasure in life, nothing's ever supposed to be. He gave, came to bring peace, joy, and love in the Holy Ghost. He brought those things. Why would he want you to be miserable? I, brought, I died so that you could have the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy. But I'm not going to give you any. No, he's a good God. We have tribulations in this life. We, we have tribulation, and there's difficulties. But he is a good God, and he loves his children. You know, I love my children. I love my children with all my heart. Sometimes I don't like them, but I love them. I love them. You know, my wife is really good at this. You know, sometimes I know it's hard to believe I do anything boneheaded, but, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man, and I'm a husband, and She'll, she'll get this look on her face and she'll say, I'm committed to you. <laughs> well, I'm committed to you. Oh, well, of course you're committed to me. Why wouldn't you be committed to me? Do you know what you've got? <laughs> Sometimes we treat God the same, time, same way. God is a good God. He is a good God. So I just wanted to remind you of the goodness of God. Now, here's what I want to take about five minutes. And I'm going to ask, just for some testimony. What is God doing today? I'm not talking about, well, 1943, I got born again, and that's my testimony. No, tell me what God is doing in your life today, and why is this important? Because that should excite someone else. Because if God's doing something in your life, it doesn't mean he'll do something in someone else's life. God is moving in a way that people you're not even seeing because you just don't know because you're not hearing about it. But we're seeing all kinds of things happen all the time all over the place. You know, I'll start with our family. Major, and some of you are familiar with some of the, the trials that we've had with, with my daughter and some of the things she's... We're having massive breakthroughs. Healings are taking place. Deliverances are taking place. Strongholds are being broken. And let me tell you something. That has to do with you people standing with us in faith and praying with us and for us and not judging us. Thank you. Because it's pretty hard standing up here when you, you're, you put your whole family on display every week and, 
And all of a sudden, they, people find out, wait a second, they're not perfect. Well, let me just confess to you, I'm not perfect. Spend 24 hours with me, you'll find out. God is moving. And I'm telling you, if you knew the whole story, we're going to get to it. It is nothing short of a because we just marked a, a one-year date. Absolutely unbelievable what God has done. God is just moving. So who else has got a testimony? What's God doing? Okay, Whitney, go ahead. Right. Yeah, they found, it was crazy. He'll have to explain it to you sometime. It was, it was crazy this target site thing, and they hooked it up, and man, I saw him, he's home, he looks good, and he says, well, he says, he says, you know how great it was to have so much peace going in? He says, didn't matter to me. I didn't wake up, I was in heaven. If I woke up, God had more for me to do. Absolute peace going in, not worrying, oh, ah, whatever, God, let's get on with it. So he looked at me and smiled and says, huh, I guess God's got more for me to do. Praise God. Anybody else? What else is God doing? Yeah, I know you got a whole long list of things, don't you? Hey, nothing small in Christ's sight. I feel on top of the world because my boys, they have really severe food allergies. Uh, long lists that are separate from each other, so it's hard to keep stuff straight. But um, yesterday, God revealed a way to make a chocolate chip cookie that both can have without getting sick. So my five-year-old, wow. it's the first time he's ever tasted a chocolate chip cookie. Come on now. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. And, and another, I'm going to add to that little testimony. They have, I mean, it, again, it's, it's they, they, listen, let's get off your high horse for a second. These people know that it's the enemy. They know it's the, the, the devil. And they're praying through this and they're believing. And, and we are watching God knock off some of these allergies. They could never have a puppy before because of these allergies. Well, guess what? They got a puppy now. And think a kid can have a puppy. I mean, I can't imagine never having tasted a chocolate chip cookie. Bury me now. Put me out of my misery. Because I'm telling you, I know the streets are made of gold, but the grout is chocolate in heaven. Yeah. There is no small testimonies, folks. No such thing as a small testimony. I had a dog at my, my house, and my neighbor said, Ella, it's sinking. Well, I don't have no boat, so I didn't. You have a dog or a bog? A dock. A dock. I was thinking, a dog is sinking. Okay. A dock, okay. Yeah. And it's sinking. So I said to the Lord, I need someone to take it out, you know, so I asked my neighbor if he needed it, and he said no, and I asked Ralph behind me if he knew of anybody that wanted it. No. And, no, and I had gone to Indiana for a week. I came back, and guess what? My somebody dog stole, was somebody gone. stole your dog. <laughs> so who took it? Did somebody take it? Yeah. No, no, I don't, no. You don't know who took it? No. Praise God, that's one way. God, I'm sowing this dog. If you've got to have a thief come and steal it, it's out of my hair. Thank you, Jesus. I don't think we'll start that doctrine, but praise God. 
You know, that's God works in mysterious ways. I need this dot gone. Nobody wants it. Somebody steals it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who else? What else is God doing? Yeah, Bev. Florida this, yeah. this spring. And they found out that they didn't put him on blood thinner, so he had to go back in and have the same thing all done over again. While I'm up here with another medical right, procedure. Right. And anyway, right now, he is up and he's in the garden and he's doing the yard work and he's doing everything, but please Amen. pray for me because i got to still go for an MRI. <laughs> well, we'll be praying for you, complete total healing, but I tell you, I went, we, went and saw, we went and saw her and her husband. He's out there messing around in the garden and I, I'm doing great. Praise God. Answer that. Listen, folks, that is an answer to prayer. That is miraculous. God is moving. What a testimony. What is this? Is the goodness of God that I'm talking about live and in action? Okay, this is what we've got to understand. How many of you guys? How many of you guys remember that guy Turtle Man on TV? Live action. You don't remember him? Maybe I'm the only hillbilly that ever watched it. You remember it? You remember it? That was his. That this this testimony is live action, man. God is doing some things. Be encouraged. We serve a good God. Anybody else? Yeah. Couple more, and then we'll we'll pray and let you guys cut you guys loose. Well, you all know we lost our house. We're desperately trying to get back out on our farm. Archie needed plumbing parts. We didn't have any money extra coming in until next week. Uh, somebody showed up at our house and gave him a hundred dollars. He was able to go buy the stuff he needed and get the sewer hooked up so that we can get hot water and be able to take a shower Praise on our God. property and move into the trailer. Somebody just showed up with 100 bucks so they get the part. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Building off that, I just did a roof. Oh, praise God. Well, then the roof's yours, man. You better, you better hire the people that can climb that roof, man. Yeah. No, no, you didn't kind of have surgery. You had surgery. <laughs> it was my third surgery on that area, and the doctor told me and Jenny when we went up there that he, he didn't want me to work anymore. I'd ever wanted me to go on disability and that I'd never be able to run heavy equipment again. Well, I, I believe I have to work. That's what a man does. So it really, really bothered me. And I asked a lot of you guys to pray, and I asked Pastor to pray for me last Sunday because I'd seen the doctor on Tuesday. And not only was my back healed to where I could go back to work, he also cleared me to run the machines and the trucks again, which is what I Come on, somebody give Jesus praise for that. The goodness of God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we need to mic you up. And, uh, while I uh, serving God and helping people, this God is so good. 
This life is temporal. His, I had a dream, <laughs> I can't tell you that, but a year and a half while I was helping people, fighting off depression, lost my boy. Now, you can only go so far with, uh, I told the devil, I said, it's the worst thing you ever done. But she didn't really have a hand in it. He thought he killed Jesus. <laughs> but my God is faithful. Yes, he is. At the end of your journey of you believing, you will see this God. I had a dream. I said, God, this is one that you do owe me. And I had the right to say it. But I'll be patient, but hurry up, because <laughs> I need an answer. And I had a dream um, a few nights ago, as real as this right here. My son walked up with Jesus. My mother, some of my uncles I didn't even know was in heaven. People, this God is so real. He's uh, doing really good. Mm. He is doing really good. And you know what? I found out that I'm called for more than one son. Mm. There's a lot of sons don't have dads out there. A lot of moms are dead. And people have lost children and say, where is God? And I want to tell you, he's faithful. You may not understand your situation, but you can know your God. It's a good God. And I've got finally peace in the matter. Amen. You know, the devil every day did that, and I said, I don't care what you say, I'll make you. I, I have determined, fully persuaded, death, life, angels, devils, sickness, health, wealth, disease, whatever it might be. I am going to serve Jesus faithfully to the end. Amen. And I'm going to take many people as I can with me. Amen. So remember, God is mighty. Yes, he is. And he, he hears your prayer. Well, all right. Well, let me just, one quick one. Sure. Praise God. Hey, you betcha. Yeah. Praise God. I don't care how God provides. If God's got to steal a dock or drop 10 bucks on the sidewalk, it's all good. Hey, let's just pray. I just wanted today...
to just encourage you with these testimonies that God is a good God and He is working and He's doing some things. And listen, you're not isolated, you're not alone. He loves you and He's good to you as well. Just remember those things. Amen? Okay. I'm good. We're good. If you have to get up and go, feel free. But... struggling with, we took her in and they said, well, she's having night terrors or whatever. Night you know? terrors, yeah. And that That's happens, demonic. That happens when you move into a new house and it's whatever. Oh, sure. And I got home and I, I was like, that doesn't settle in with my Your spirit. spirit. That's mm-hmm. just not right. And anyways, what they said was, well, you went through that. So, you know, the consumption or whatever, your daughter probably has the same thing. And and I'm like, no, that I'm not going to receive that. Anyways, I get home, and that night she goes through the same thing. And it's just awful seeing your baby. She doesn't recognize you. I mean, you're there, and I'm like, I'm here, Lucy, you know. And she's like, lost, completely lost. It just, and there was a presence. There was, I knew she's that it wasn't. Like she's on fire. Yes, I knew well, that it wasn't. Was. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. And so I, anyways, I talked to God. I said, God, I know who you are. I know your character. I know you don't want my baby going through this. I know you. So I just, right now, just give her peace, you know. And uh, anyways, and I, I was like, and I know what's around here. You have to go, and you cannot come back. You have to leave my baby alone. I know the word of God, and I know that right now in the name of Jesus, you need to leave this place. Anyways, so she settled down, and I just remember ever since then, she hasn't had it again. So, Amen. anyways, I just, yeah, I just remember that. Well, listen, yeah. Just because the experts say, well, you're going through a transition and your children should be all upset, who says? No. And you did exactly, we, we take spiritual authority that we have. And the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee in Jesus' name. Amen. Sure. Um, our kids have been sick. One week after another, I've been sick. My husband's sick. My grandparents are sick. Or somebody in our family is getting sick. Um, a few weeks ago, Luke got some really large bumps on the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, he's getting biopsies on them. Okay. Uh, the two, he had three, um, two have started to shrink, and this morning, uh, the devil was trying very hard to make us very late for church, and as I've gotten to church, that third is now starting to shrink. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to pray and dismiss people, but I want some people to stay, and we're going to pray over him, and those lumps are going to be all gone, and they can biopsy away, and I declare he is healed and free of anything that the doctors may try to say in Jesus' name, all right? So let me pray and, and release you guys, but like Carol, stay around, Reverend Pat, you guys, st- some folks stick around and let's get around this baby. Father, we thank you right now for these testimonies because you're a good God. Lord, we've heard that you care about things like Red Bulls and Docs and you care about things like, like uh, spiritual warfare that come against our babies. You care because you're a good God. And Lord, I pray that these testimonies build the faith of us, the believers, that you are a good God and you will move on our behalf. All we've got to do is trust you. And so we thank you for it. And we continue to pray. And Lord, I thank you that we're going to hear more powerful testimonies, miraculous things that are happening. 
right in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for hanging in overtime. Bring him, bring Luke. Is it Luke, right? Bring him up here. We're going to pray over him and anoint him with oil.